0: What's up, travelers? Welcome to this week's edition of the Lost in Transit podcast. I am your host, Spud Groshong. This week, we have we, I mean me and my guest, my girlfriend Jessica, my travel partner. We give you a recap of our trip from China. We went to Shanghai. We went to Beijing. We went to Zhangjiajie. We even went to Shanghai Disney. We talk about all of this in this episode of the podcast. But before I go into the podcast, I need to warn you that there was a problem with the microphone we used to record and there's a click sort of situation happening. Um, I tried to edit out as much as I could, but there was so much and it ended up actually cutting into words. So I hope you can bear with me for the duration of the podcast. Welcome to the Lost in Transit Podcast. I'm your host, Spud Groshong. Today on the show, we're going to do something a little different. I have my better half, Jessica Dixon, here, and we just got back from a trip to China last week. China. China. <laughs> and we figured we would talk about it and kind of tell you about some of the things we did, some of the costs we had.
1: Um, So, I went back to my hometown in St. Louis, Missouri for the holidays, and I got a text message from Spud that said, Happy Hanukkah! And it was a screenshot of um, a flight from LAX to Shanghai, and I thought it was a joke at first, and turns out that Spud had indeed bought two tickets to China. I had been to Asia two times previously, but never even had the idea that I wanted to go to China, but figured it was a crazy, awesome surprise and pretty cool opportunity. So I was pretty stoked. Uh,
0: and the tickets were like some weird holiday style. They were 35,000 free flyer miles per person round trip plus taxes, which I think total for the two of us, it was like $70 out-of-pocket and what 70,000 miles is my math correct which I've flown home to Minnesota for more so it couldn't pass up the deal and I mean we had five months to decide if we actually wanted to go once April finally rolled around and we had put in the effort to go we had taken a trip up to Seattle from Portland to uh. Like a visa expediter kind of place. Wasn't actually the Chinese consulate. Um, And paid something like $280 a piece for, it was $280
1: a piece. Something around there.
0: For a 10 year visa for each of us. And they just, we just gave them our passports, filled up the paperwork, paid, and they mailed the passports back to us.
1: It was super easy. We just sat down with a lady at a desk and she did basically all the work.
0: Uh, If you want to, I did a podcast a while ago. I think it was episode 33 about the whole process. If you dig back and really want to hear about it. Um, But the trip started. Flights were from LAX to Shanghai, so we had to buy flights to LA. We ended up flying to LA a day early. We basically wandered aimlessly through Hollywood and had in Burger, and then with the airport the next morning. The trip the trip itself went fine. Like the, the flight to Shanghai was I don't remember if it was 12 or 14 hours,
1: it's somewhere around there. I think originally they said 14, I think it turned out to be about 13.
0: But I didn't I didn't sleep, so I was jacked up pretty bad when we got there. I think we both were asleep before 10 and we landed at 5:45 or something in the evening
1: nonetheless uh, our first day in shanghai after we got to our hotel i think we both were up about 4 a.m
0: uh, yeah it was about 4 a.m and we neither of us could go back to bed so we realized that sunset our sunrise was kind of within the next hour or so so we walked down to uh the Bund, which is like I guess the main tourist part of Shanghai it's along the river to watch the sunrise
1: beautiful river lots of big boats um, cargo boats things like that tall buildings
0: it's an awesome view of like the skyline yeah the the Shanghai Tower and (laughs) but there were people there were still people out from the night prior you could definitely tell and it was it was pretty awesome but that day also happened to be Labor Day in China.
1: Was it Labor Day?
0: Yeah, that's I looked. And yeah, it was I double checked and it was one of those things where it was like Shanghai's already a pretty popular place, but it seemed like everybody from the surrounding cities and the countryside were in the city for the day or for the weekend and it was pretty it was intense.
1: Um I was reading somewhere. Uh, while we are in Shanghai, that Shanghai is the equivalent to New York City or London. It's a big, big fashion hub, uh, super busy, um, really loud. And I didn't really know what to expect it being the first day and it was a big holiday. I just thought this is how fucking China is all the time. And it was a little overwhelming at first.
0: We'd walked. We have a tendency of walking a lot of places instead of actually Taking public transit, and that first day we walked a lot, and we walked through the People's Square, I think it's called, where there was a marriage market going on, oh, and the marriage market, and that was kind of
1: that was the first time I felt weird in China. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say.
0: It was that was the first time I think Jess noticed people stare, and
1: well, so we're just walking around. I'm excited. It's our first day in China had coffee and breakfast and the sun's finally out people are waking up things are going on there's cute old chinese women doing like dance aerobics in the park that's so cute so we get to the people's square and we notice um just lines and lines of people with umbrellas uh with signs on them and we're like what the hell is this so we start walking through and they're all lined up along the sidewalk on both sides you're just walking down the middle of all these people with umbrellas and i start noticing that people are really kind of just staring at us like jaws open eyes wide open that was it was really strange at first but didn't really bother um looking into it too much we were in the park for like 30 minutes yeah 30 minutes or so and by the time that we left the park i looked at spud and i was what is going on
0: and now uh. you have you have to keep in mind that I'm six one covered in tattoos and kind of hard to miss even in a western society, and Jess is this kind of little girl with bright blue hair
1: watch your words
0: what <laughs> I was gonna say petite mm-hmm.
1: Use <laughs> your words wisely um,
0: here <laughs> needless to say we stick out in a crowd at home as like so we stick out like sore thumbs in china and it's constant stares i had experienced it before i'd been to china twice before and it's it kind of is second nature at this point in time where people just kind of look at you obviously it's not that big of a deal But since Jess had never experienced it before, it was quite shocking for her. And then it became a thing where it kind of weared on her after a while.
1: The first, I think the first two initial days, um, after I noticed people staring and taking pictures and like looking me up and down and whatnot, it kind of started to wear on me because... I mean, in Portland, Oregon, if you know me personally, I'd probably look at you and say, the fuck are you looking at? Is mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Who I am as a person sometimes. Um, but I'm not sure. I wasn't sure China being such a different place than what I was used to, what I could and couldn't say. You know, I was always in a new place. I'm really careful about being appropriate in my surroundings. Um, So I just kind of sucked it up, whether or not, you know, I turn around and there's someone following us, like video recording us or whatnot. Um, It was definitely a weird thing to get used to initially.
0: Yeah, so after the park, we would kind of strolled some more and seen some things. But we were getting hungry, as you do. I mean, you have to eat. But... We couldn't, obviously, we're poor travelers and don't know Mandarin. And we strolled into what ended up being like a food mall. It's
1: like four or five floors of just restaurants.
0: And we went into a hot pot restaurant. I figured it was easy, right? You just pointed a picture and beyond that, it's cook your own food. (laughs) But... There was still some stumbling and we eventually got food, but it,
1: I had no clue how to eat it. <laughs>
0: no clue how to eat it. It was much different than any other hot pot place I'd been, but it was kind of, it was an experience for sure. And it became this thing where we had ordered our food and it was, I think then that Jess had kind of looked at me and went, China is hard. Which, if you're not familiar with it, and if you're not, you know, any place can be hard. But this, this is like she is. She's one to have said many times that China was her first experience with like serious culture shock.
1: It was by far the biggest uh, culture shock that I've ever had. Um, but also all the places in Asia we've gone to previously, like English is everywhere. Most people at least speak a little bit of broken English. Um, I did try to learn a little Mandarin. She did <laughs> before we went, and um, basically you can just say hello and like count to six and thank so, you and thank you. So that didn't work very well. Um, I did try, you know, to learn some basic phrases, but. I felt uh sitting down at lunch that day trying to figure out how to actually eat my lunch and whatnot. I was like, holy shit, I'm super far away from home and one hundred percent out of my element, which I guess this is that's why we do this cool. kind of stuff uh, I think that's the beauty and the downfall of going somewhere that's so far away from home
0: yeah it's it's China was for sure one of the first places where I felt super out of my element and i was there like the first time i was there was for work it's intense if you've never been and you don't know so intense but the end of that first day was over early with because we were jet-lagged and i think we were out by like nine (laughs) o'clock
1: yeah that sounds about right
0: and we never i don't think we ever really got adjusted to the time too good
1: no in the two weeks we're definitely i think the latest we were ever out was like 10 30
0: but we made the most of it and oh, that yeah. was and that was kind of the best thing um our second day in shanghai we wandered down to uh a part of town they call old town which super cool it's really rad it's very what you think typical chinese architecture looks like there's lots of cool shops there was a really rad garden down there
1: i'd say if you have one day in shanghai one afternoon to do anything old town would be my biggest recommendation yeah
0: that i think that whole day would kind of be that because we went so we ended up doing the old town and going to the garden there which is the yu garden i think it was called um and then we went to the shanghai tower which is the second tallest building in the world
1: and the fastest elevator
0: it is it's kind of insane
1: the fastest elevator in the world
0: we got in the elevator and i made a crack about it and then 13 seconds later they're like this is the world's fastest elevator
1: do you remember how how many stories the building was it was really tall (laughs) it was
0: really tall the
1: second tallest anyways um i think it was like
0: a hundred and i want to say 120 floors but that seems wrong whichever
1: uh, it was a little pricey to go up
0: was it to be like, I like uh, it's 128 stories tall
1: anyway, it's totally worth it to go up
0: it's a nice view like it's a nice 360 view of the majority of the city you the river bends right there so there's a river and boats on three sides of the building you're up over top of the rest of the financial district so that the buildings below, like outside of the windows, look dwarfed because you're up so high. It's it's a just a really cool experience.
1: If you want to see a lot of a lot of smog, too.
0: Well, there was that. <laughs> which this I've said it before. This time the smog was way not as bad as the last time I was there. Like, I could breathe this time. The last time I was in China, I had a cough for the first four days I was there. And it started, like, within two hours. But our second day wasn't too much. Like, we just kind of took it easy. We still walked a lot and saw as much as we could. Now, our third day in China. Did you wait? We definitely went to Shanghai Disney. And this had been something that we'd kind of planned for Well, we had gone to Disneyland in Anaheim for Valentine's Day, and since we had already had this trip booked, we kind of were like, well, do we go to Disney Shanghai now? And I think we both looked at each other with a, yeah.
1: Yeah, we are going?
0: Yeah, so we went. And the tickets were about 60 bucks a piece, which isn't too expensive Mm -hmm. if you've been to Disney anywhere. Um, The park was cool.
1: Much smaller than the California location. The food not as good. No Dole Whip.
0: Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. The (laughs) snacks were definitely not as uh, exciting as either Disney World or Disneyland in the U.S. They do a FastPass system through the app like they do at Disneyland in Anaheim. Except for FastPass is... Not something you pay for, it's first come, first serve. And it's I got
1: screwed on the Fast Pass.
0: Well yeah, we showed up at what, ten o'clock. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> Fast Pass was gone for every ride. But they do a thing called Disney Premiere Access, which is like basically you pay more money to ride rides faster, if that makes sense. And I don't I didn't pay for it, Jess paid for us, but I think it was fifty dollars. It was
1: fifty three for the two of us.
0: And it was it only gave us access to three rides and we didn't get to pick the rides.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of a bummer. Um so skip that. Yeah. Instead so say just skip that entirely.
0: Uh but the one the highlights from the day, for sure, were the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is possibly just favorite ride she's ever been on.
1: Yeah. Didn't care for Pirates of the Caribbean and Anaheim. One hundred percent Pirates of the I don't even like Pirates of the Caribbean the movie. Kill me. But,
0: but the, the ride
1: so much fun, and then Tron was super cool too.
0: Tron was outstanding, even though the rot, the wait for Tron was like an hour and a half. Yeah, it kept like the rooms that you kind of walk through kept you entertained. You got to watch them as they take off, and it was it was very much quality.
1: We're definitely that weird adult couple that don't have children and randomly like to go to Disney a lot now.
0: Listen. I blame Gabby.
1: I don't even know her, and I blame her, too.
0: (laughs) She's the best way to put it. (laughs) Um, And then there was a ride that we had gone on in Disneyland that we loved. And it was like Soaring Over the World or something like that, it was called.
1: The Soaring Sky. or
0: Soaring something or other. But we saw that they had it at Shanghai Disney, so we figured since everything else had been a little different, We'd go and check it out. And the was wait it? the wait was atrocious. It was like when we first got there it was like 90 minutes. It was and, over two hours. And then we kinda like figured it'd get faster throughout the day. But we got it was the last ride we went on and it was an over two hour wait. And the ride was exactly the same. And I couldn't tell if Jess was mad that we waited for so long and that it was the same, or if she was happy that she went on it again. But it was kind of disappointing.
1: Yeah, I know. I was just a little. I was a little pissed.
0: On what would have been our fourth day in Shanghai, and at this point in time, Jess was kind of getting real over the lack of personal space and all of the things that China kind of.
1: At that time, I was thinking maybe China isn't the place for me.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's that's the best way. <laughs> you know, to put it. there's
1: there's definitely places for me, and there's definitely places that aren't are not for me. And I was like, oh, man, this might be a really long two weeks. Um, and I came out of the shower and Spud showed me his phone and he had looked up flights from Shanghai to Tokyo. Tokyo. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. We like, ah. kind of went back and forth a little bit and ultimately decided to continue on with our travels in China. Which, in the long run, I was totally glad that we did.
0: Yeah, it was good. Because...
1: Um, uh,
0: so that same day, then...
1: We went to Beijing.
0: We took the fa- we took a fast train to Beijing. It took five and a half hours. Something like that. Which doesn't sound very fast, but...
1: Super comfy, and it, it's a pretty long way to go.
0: It was a pretty long ways. Tickets were something super expensive, 80 bucks a person. It was awesome. Like, it's really comfortable. We watched... Netflix just had downloaded on her phone. We watched the world go by. It was, awesome. it was a great little trip. We got to Beijing kind of late in the afternoon. Checked into the hotel. We weren't really feeling like going and doing anything. It was already seven thirty. So we asked the front desk where there might be a dumpling place, and oh, the
1: dumpling place. <laughs> and,
0: the, and the guy writes like circles it on a map, and we walk there, and it's like. In an alley, down an alley, down three flights of stairs, in like a
1: basement. It,
0: it looked, <laughs> it couldn't like. Had we not known it was downstairs or in the alley, like this, just looks like dude sending us somewhere sketchy. But it was in the basement, and again, we kind of just pointed at the menu, and the, the it was the probably the best soup dumplings Some of the I've best ever had. Soup
1: dumplings I've ever had. Uh, the waitstaff was really cool. You definitely felt that this was a joint that all the locals just went to. Yeah, some guy in the corner just like pops up, like takes a shot of some sort of like I'm not sure what he's drinking, then just like rice wine, and then like smokes a cigarette in the basement. I was like, I dig it here.
0: Yeah, we were the only tourists in there. I I think it was
1: like sixteen dumplings for around. I think it came out to a five dollars u.s
0: yeah it was the probably one of the cheaper meals we had and we were both full and it was like i wanted to go back the next day it was so good but we just never ended up going back again because we kept finding cool places to eat just Um, always
1: you should always ask the locals where to eat and the problem like i comes down to it
0: i tend to have a problem with asking people at, at hotels because they're going to send you places that they think you want to go to. But TGF that, Fridays. Yeah, right? Or Applebee's. Yeah. Mm. But he he definitely, when I asked Dumplings, he definitely sent us the right place.
1: The right place.
0: But the next morning, we're up bright and early again, but pretty much before the sun. So we, we decided we were going to go to the Forbidden City. And we hadn't... We had left the block that our hotel is on, and we had already had two women start talking to us in English, more so to Jess than me, because...
1: They came up, and they were super excited, and they were like, you're so fashionable! Are you an art student? Like, how long are you here for? They wanted to know everything about us. Do you speak any other languages? And I felt like no one had been super friendly to us in a few days, and so, and I had just had like... A cup of coffee and we talked to them while we walked what like two bucks
0: it was probably blocks. even more than that yeah but yeah
1: and then they immediately were like can you come to our art show we're art students uh, we'd love for you to see our art and we had a full day agenda planned and so um i was like no i'm sorry like we gotta go uh, i don't know why but like i snapped a picture with them real quick and i should probably dig up somewhere um snapped a picture with them really quick and they were on their way didn't think anything of it nope and then we headed to the forbidden city and later on but it must have been like 10 hours later
0: yeah something like that
1: we saw the same woman on the same block talking to some other americans and i was like oh man i thought that they were our friends what are they doing and spud immediately pulled up google um and turns out that on that block in particular, we almost fell into the exact same scam. Like, it's a known thing that on those blocks, women will come up to tourists and say, it's my last day of my art show. Will you come to my art show and either take their money or sell them some, like, mass produced art piece?
0: Yeah, they, like, basically strong arm you into purchasing a, a print of something that you They try and sell you as original work.
1: I thought I made some friends. Jess
0: definitely (laughs) thought she made some friends. And it was really funny because the one lady was talking to me and talking to me and talking to me. I was like, you know what? She makes the decisions. Like, it's her. It's her. She's the one in charge. But I thought it was great that Jess took the picture with them. Just because later on when I was like, wait, I feel like that's a scam. And then I pulled up my phone and started looking through it. It was like, yes, that's a fucking scam. And I forget how many kinds of scams they run in Beijing, but it was hilarious. If Um, you think
1: it sounds, seems a little fishy, it's probably fishy. Trust your gut with that one, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But like she had mentioned, we went to the Forbidden City. And if you don't know, the Forbidden City is, uh, is an imperial palace that was used for the Ming and Qing dynasties. From 1420 to 1912. And I think it was 1920 that it became a museum. And it's been ever since. I know that you've seen pictures of it. These big, uh, beautiful, open areas of like, it just looks like a kingdom. It's outstanding.
1: I mean, they called it the Forbidden City because before when it was used as an actual palace, nobody was actually allowed in yeah except for that one time of year mm-hmm. when uh the emperors would show gratitude to the common people, yeah and let them in um but you can tell that for a reason, like only emperors and whatnot were allowed in there. It was just absolutely incredible, so pretty
0: yeah it's it's gorgeous there's uh there's many temples they have these big like I don't know if they're iron or copper pots all over to catch rainwater that they used for fighting fires when it was an actual palace. There's a beautiful garden and all kinds of like it's just it's in it's immense. It took us hours to get through.
1: Yeah. Totally recommend going there. Absolutely. Um, what do we do after that? The snacking street. Yeah. One of my favorite parts.
0: The snacking street uh in the Wang I probably said that wrong, there's like a there's like a shopping street not actually far from the Forbidden City and tucked away down like a side alley basically is this snacking street which is where we ended up having dinner I guess you could say um, but it's it's not a super long street, just packed with people, packed with stands of just all kinds of different food.
1: If you don't know what kind of um, traditional Chinese food, or just like <clears throat> looking to try a bunch of different things, everything's really expensive inexpensive. Think uh, translated into U.S. dollars, everything was under three dollars. Yeah, it was cheap. And so you just walk up. Um, and they sell small portions of things. I ate tons of different meats on a stick that I don't know what animal they were. I got a soup dumpling the size of my palm.
0: Oh, I forgot about yeah. how big that was. <laughs> I
1: got a soup dumpling the size of my palm and they just shoved a straw in it. Yeah. Um, We got some milk tea. They,
0: they, they There were places where they would candy anything you wanted. Basically just cover it in liquid sugar Mm -hmm. and then let it harden
1: um and then there was like people selling uh scorpions on a stick and like different kinds of bugs on a stick i think i saw people selling starfish yeah like grilled starfish i
0: think that was the same as the the scorpions but still like super
1: fun if you like to adventure out and try a bunch of different stuff where you might get diarrhea
0: the food street is definitely the snacking street, as they called it, is definitely worth it. So much fun. Um But that was like that was the conclusion of our second day in Beijing. We didn't we ended up being busy all day, but it was
1: And didn't get diarrhea.
0: And didn't the entire trip.
1: Didn't. So Proud, check uh, out the Bull snacking plus. street.
0: <laughs> um and then the next, we went to bed early that second day because the next day we had to be up bright and early to take the subway. To meet our bus to go to the Great Wall. Every time I've been to Beijing, I've gone to the Great Wall. And it's been a different section each time. The first time was the Badaling section, um, which is, like, the closest to Beijing. I think there's a subway stop there. Like, it's insane. It's complete chaos, and it's almost not worth going because there's just so many people, so much happening. And then the second time I'd gone, I'd gone to a part that right now I can't recall the name, but there is a kid where we had got dropped off. There was a cable car up to the wall. And if you wanted to on the way down, you could take the cable car or you could take an alpine slide. But so the day that we went, we decided to go to a part of the wall called Jin Ling, which is said to be one of the least touristy parts of the wall close to closer to beijing and it's definitely less touristy but we didn't really know why until we got there and the it's constant ups and downs and twists and turns and it's it's really a part of the Great Wall that looks like a dragon.
1: So cool. It's really tucked into the mountains there. So Yeah. Lots of ups and downs. Really pretty. It's not a lot of people, which was my favorite part.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, And the hike was like... Four miles? Something like that. But four, it was, We
1: thought four miles wasn't going to be a big deal.
0: It's And it doesn't really seem like it's going to be that big, big of a deal. But there was a time constraint on it. Well, so
1: basically our tour guide left us at one point and said, when you get to this particular tower, I'll meet you at this particular tower at this time. Yep. So that's the only reason we had a time constraint, which at first we were kind of taking our own pace, stopping taking a lot of photos. Um, Along the way, there's lots of farmers and stuff selling snacks and beers. And that was really nice. And then we realized that we were short on time.
0: Yeah, and not only were we short on time, but there was a lot. It wasn't like a straight walk. It was up a hill, down a hill, up a hill, down a hill, up a hill, down a hill. Let's, yeah, I think my phone by the end of it said we had gone 130 floors.
1: Real aerobic workout.
0: Which, I think a floor on your iPhone is 10 feet in elevation change. Which might not sound like a lot, but it was intense. At one point in time, I was only able to take like 5 stairs at a time and I would have to stop and breathe. I'm also incredibly out of shape. That's what I figured out.
1: But a lot of the stairs too, they're uneven. Some of them are built into the side of the mountain, so there's rock, natural rock throughout and you've almost just I found myself on all fours several times trying to get up for how steep some of these stairs were. And it was At one point in time, I like stopped to catch my breath and I was like, oh, this is why no one comes to this part of the wall.
0: And it makes complete sense that that was why there was somewhere about halfway through there was uh, some older people who had taken the cable car up and had gone the way that we had come from. And from there, it is down the whole way, which sounds well, a lot better than what we did in the end. We did it. We did it. The views were great. The hike was cool. I pushed myself to a point where I don't know that I've pushed myself that hard in a really long time. And it showed when I couldn't keep up just walking downhill and was out of breath most of that. But also it showed when we were in the bus on the way back and I threw up in a plastic bag. It was pretty awesome. I felt, started feeling like crap, and I just basically smacked Jess and was like, "Get me a bag, please!" And she scrambled, found me a bag, and had she not, five seconds later, I would have thrown up on my face.
1: I was, I couldn't. I was looking around for where I could find a bag. And I was like, "Shit, what am I gonna have to take? What am I gonna have to throw out of my purse
0: right now?" It was, it was one of my finer moments in life. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly.
1: I was gonna let you puke in my purse though.
0: That would have been interesting. Explain <laughs> that one to the people on the bus. <laughs> Um, we had then met some people on this Great Wall trip that were all talking about going to get Peking Duck. I and
1: don't remember the name of where we went, though. But it's supposed to be kind of a famous place for Peking Duck.
0: Yeah, in Beijing. and it was, honestly, it was across the street from that snacking street. Oh, I see right. But yeah, it was the first time Jess and I had ever had... Peking duck and it was
1: i hate to admit how much i like that
0: yeah it's we tend to have this thing where like we don't want to admit that we like something that we probably shouldn't but yeah the Peking duck was outstanding and like the whole experience it was like there was three other couples there and it was just really awesome to Chat with people we'd never met before, and
1: it was cool to sit down with other couples from all over the world and enjoy. It was all of our first times eating peeing duck, mm-hmm. and it was just cool to have that same kind of similar interaction with them without knowing any of them. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was like I think it was the first time that whole trip, at this point in time, that we had met actual travelers and talked with them
1: people also english-speaking travelers
0: yeah any travel (laughs) we hadn't we hadn't really conversed with anybody outside of each other and trying to find food the entire trip it was a good time yeah it was great It was
1: one of the things that i like look back on china and that that whole day definitely makes me smile a lot so
0: yeah especially the throwing up in a bag Mm -hmm. so disgusted with me so the next day We take the train to Zhangjiajie, and this train is... Well, it's an overnight train that takes about 24 24 hours-ish.
1: And I had never slept on a train before.
0: Yeah, and I kind of pitched this before we had actually left the States, and she somehow agreed to do it. I normally try and take one train trip whenever I well, one train whenever I travel someplace. And this happened to be that one, and I was stoked that she agreed. Um, But I didn't know how well she'd do. And she enjoyed the hell out of it, it seemed like. um, But it was very, it's a very common sleeper thing. Just four bunks and a door that locks and a lady in the fucking food car that laughs at you when you ask for coffee.
1: Oh, that made me so grumpy.
0: It was it was bright and early the next morning and we had no coffee and we thought maybe in the dining car that they would have coffee and she just basically laughed at us and walked away.
1: If you're expecting to drink coffee in China outside of like Starbucks or whatever, just forget it. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs>
0: But what did you think of the train?
1: The train itself was awesome. Um, when I was, when you're a kid in movies and whatnot, you always see uh, those sleeper cars with the bunks or like the lockable doors. You know, the doors that shut and the people come around with the carts and sell you snacks and you know, whatever. I don't think we have a lot of those in America, um, but definitely, you know, we get into the bunk and you know it's like adorably yet ta- very tackily you like decorated and they've got like little doilies on the table and you get your bunk and i enjoyed it i think that the 24 hours went by way quicker than i originally thought that it would have and it's definitely something i'm willing and ready to do again
0: yes but would you do three days on a train straight
1: probably not
0: that was definitely probably. huh
1: Maybe. We'll talk about it someday.
0: Sweet. That (laughs) would be cool.
1: Depends on what's... Let's put it this way. It depends on what is at the end of the train ride.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um, So once we finally got to Zhangjiajie, we had spent like an hour in the cab. And we got to this hotel that I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Or what it was going to be like. Because it was close to the park, but it was on the opposite side of the park where all of the touristy stuff was. So it was one of those things where they just finally had started building up the area. And the hotel looked kind of like it was new. Yep. And, I mean, it was so new that they were filling up the pool the day we showed up.
1: They might have just been cleaning it, though, too.
0: It's also a good point. Um,
1: the hotel was so cute, though. Oh,
0: it was great. They had an outdoor bathtub and shower, kind of. It was almost like a Bali style in a sense, but
1: next to a wood burning fireplace, and everything was really quiet. And we were in the mountains, and there was a restaurant that was really good there.
0: Yeah, it was it was wonderful. I'm definitely glad that we decided to stay on the what it would have been the west side of the park as opposed to. In the town where there's like McDonald's and Burger King and Starbucks and all kinds of chain hotels and this and that. But we didn't do anything. We had had showed up to the hotel at like two or three in the afternoon and we just...
1: Sat on our balcony.
0: (laughs) And took in the scenery. It was outstanding. Just sitting and being...
1: I think also too, being in two major cities before that. We were both ready for some fresh air and some quiet time. It was really, really relaxing.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. For the first time the whole trip, it felt like kind of like a. I don't know. It, yeah, relaxed. Relaxing.
1: Until the next day at the park. So we did two days of saying. Still can't pronounce it.
0: I think it's Zhangjiazhi National
1: Park. We did two days at Zhe- mm.
0: Um
1: And we kind of got the best of both worlds. The first day, it was really sunny, um, really, really bright out. The second day, it was raining. And we both got that kind of like beloved Pacific Northwest feel where it was cloudy and a little rainy and felt a little bit more moody in the air. Um both days though it was extremely packed yeah people everywhere um and it's kind of like it's kind of odd because you're in these beautiful mountains and you look out into these awesome viewpoints like the viewpoints that you see on instagram and all that bullshit but then you look behind you and you're in this congo line of humans like pushing and shoving and it's almost anything but peaceful
0: yeah that's exactly what it is it's, it's not
1: wild people everywhere and
0: it's on the day where it was raining it became even worse because everyone had an umbrella and there were quite a few people without them but people were hitting other people basically with umbrellas like to the point where so
1: put it think about it this way There's like 80 people on a sidewalk walking with an umbrella. and But also off to the side, there's these beautiful mountains. So people are trying to take photos with their camera and not paying attention to their umbrellas. And I got whacked in the face. The first 30 minutes we were there, I got whacked in the face with an umbrella like 10 times.
0: Yeah. I I saw it and I could just... (laughs) There's... I have a collection of photos that are just basically just grumpy because of I just got over it and just kind
1: of just started once people's umbrellas would get close to me I just bopped them out of my face not like in a rude way but I just had to. I felt that I needed to walk with my hand in front of my face because there's so many umbrellas in one spot yeah that if I didn't I was gonna go home with a poked out eyeball
0: <laughs> 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 it's true but all in all, the park itself is gorgeous. You know, it has three different cable cars. There's that uh, that elevator that they built into the side of the mountain. We ended up on our first day kind of doing a giant circle of the whole park and seeing as much as we could. It was really awesome. Like, I would go back there again, even though it was fucking Congorific, <laughs> it it was awesome but we'd only planned to be in that part of China for four days right? a day to arrive and then two in the park and one last day to go to Tiananmen Mountain Tiananmen Mountain I'm not really sure how it's pronounced um, but it's where Heaven's Gate is if you don't know what that is, it's a giant hole in the mountain, basically, that they've flown fucking fighter jets through and people have gone through in squirrel suits. It's gorgeous. But to get up there, you have to take the world's longest cable car. And it's something like eight kilometers.
1: It was so cool, though.
0: It was outstanding. And I... I realized that China really likes cable cars. They
1: love cable cars and I love cable cars.
0: So it was it's it great. was it was awesome getting like getting up there was amazing. The view is so cool halfway up it kind of like does this weird split cable thing where you it, it basically hands you off to another cable in a mountain in, in a fucking hut and then you cruise like so high so fast from there so much so that we were in the clouds at one point we in time
1: were. you just start going through the clouds which yeah. is cool
0: and then so once we got to the top it was basically socked in in the clouds like you could barely see we could barely see each other once we were like 10 feet apart it was, it was
1: cool. It was like a movie years of some sort.
0: Yeah, it felt it definitely felt like a spooky movie. Kind or of or
1: like a vape uh like a, a vape, vape competition. Yeah, sick
0: <laughs> vape competition. But it made it kind of hard trying to figure out where we were going. And so we just kind of followed this the signs to the to the escalator. Basically is what yeah, it was. there was like
1: this escalator through the mountain which was nuts. And I think it, it took us probably about 20 minutes on the escalator. Yeah. To get from top to bottom.
0: But once, it, once we were off the escalator, it kind of kicked us out at the back of Heaven's Gate. You didn't really realize what was going on. I think I didn't when we had gotten off the escalator. It was just like this super grand view of like a valley and some mountains. It was really beautiful. And then it just kind of, you know, you follow a path through... A hole until you kind of realize that, holy shit, this is actually this big-ass hole in the mountain. And then from there, it's like 90 or 999 steps down to where the buses are.
1: So we'd realize that we made the right decision to go that way. Because going up 999 stairs, Spud would have barfed again.
0: I would have threw up. <laughs> this time, probably on the steps. Yeah. It would have been awful for everyone else. But from there, we, you know, we hung out, took pictures, and then took the bus back down. And the bus back down, there's definitely photos of this road all over the internet because it's insane. But it has 99 bends in it to get out of the mountain to where it drops you off to take you back into the city
1: ninety nine bins,
0: huh that's what that's what I read, yeah,
1: that's what it felt like it
0: it's it's nuts, it was so cool, um so after the park, we had some time to kill, so we wandered around, just got some animal dumplings.
1: they were dumplings that looked like little dogs, yeah
0: she was pretty stoked about them until she bit them. and then they didn't taste good,
1: they were just kind of old,
0: yeah, it's fine. it was they were cute. We wandered around for a little while, collected our bags from the train station, and went to the airport. We flew from Zhangjiajie that night to Shanghai, and that was the first time that I had ever taken, like, a legit Asian airline in Asia anywhere, and I barely fit in the fucking seat. It was... Asian
1: people are just small.
0: Yeah, and I'm not small. So it was kind of painful. But I made it work. And then we checked into the hotel, we passed out. That was kind of... Kind of our day. It was a lot. But it was really awesome. So our last couple days in Shanghai were... Well, they weren't a couple. It was like a day and a half, right? Something Uh, like that. And... We didn't really do much. We kind of wandered around. We stopped in some shopping areas.
1: We went to that underground bootleg market.
0: Yeah. You know, got some souvenirs. Then went to... We ate at KFC. We definitely ate at KFC. <laughs> it, it was kind of really good. But that was it. Like our That last full day in China was...
1: I think we were both just kind of ready to come back home.
0: Yeah, it became a thing where we both were kind of over it. And I remember the time I'd been in China before where it it had the same thing had kind of happened where it just it's not like it's almost like you're not having fun anymore and you're just trying to like I felt like I was just trying to kill the time so we could go home. I don't know about you.
1: I was definitely ready to be back in Portland.
0: But yeah, the the last, that last day was like, we did nothing. We hung out. We did end up, before we flew though, we had some time and we did go to Disney Town.
1: We did go back to Disney.
0: (laughs) Which was cool. Like we had, like there was, it's much like the downtown Disney or whatever. Um,
1: Little shops and restaurants and...
0: And I, I figured it was a good like waste of a couple hours before we had to go sit in an airport because we had to check out of the hotel anyway. So we went and did that, had lunch, shopped for some souvenirs, and then went to the airport and came home. And it was.
1: It's been a whole week and I'm still jet lagged.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been some time and I'm still not necessarily feeling right I guess is the best way to put it. Thank God, though, that my brother was here and helped. I don't know. But that was our trip. This is weird because we've never done one of these and I don't really know how I feel about it right now, but we'll... yeah. We'll talk to you again later.
1: Adios.
0: So, That was Lost in Transit's first ever trip recap. Please, please, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you listen to it on. If you like the podcast, I'd love to hear about it. Please feel free to email me any of your questions, your comments, your concerns, your complaints to Pc at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter at Lost in Transit PC, and Instagram at Lost in Transit Podcast. With this being a trip recap, you can also find a collection of photos on my website, spudgroshong.com. The link will be in the notes. Thank you for listening. Get lost.